If the thought of completing your tax return fills you with dread as opposed to excitement, you want to grab a glass of something strong, some painkillers at the ready, fear not, you're not alone. In this week's episode of I Hate Numbers, I'm going to talk you through who needs to bother completing a tax return, what information you need to grab to put into your tax return, the composition of what the tax return is like in the United Kingdom, some key items you can claim if you're self-employed, dates, and what to do if you can't pay the tax this due. You're listening to the I Hate Numbers podcast with Mahmood Reza. The I Hate Numbers podcast mission is to help your business survive and thrive by you better understanding and connecting with your numbers. Number loving care is what it's about. Tune in every week. Now here's your host, Mahmood Reza. Hi folks, welcome to another weekly episode of I Hate Numbers, the podcast that's there to improve your financial awareness, up your money mindset, help you make more profit in your business, save tax and time. What a fantastic combination we have there. Let's crack on with the podcast. Now, the first thing we should do before we even dive in and start completing a tax return is to check whether we actually need to complete a tax return. In the United Kingdom, the key groups of individuals who have to complete a tax return are those who are self-employed with income in excess of £1,000. And by income, we mean sales, fees or turnover, not profit. If you're a landlord with rental income of more than £2,500, tick the box, you're in the net. If you are what's called a higher paid employee, so you go into that magic 40% tax bracket, and you've got income from other sources that haven't been taxed at source, then you've got to complete a tax return. If you claim child benefit and you're a higher rate taxpayer, then you're in the net, you've got to complete a tax return. If you've made losses in either your property business, your self-employed business, losses from selling shares and securities or elsewhere, then in order to reinforce that claim, complete a tax return. Now, the income tax return is also one where you include details of any what are called capital assets that you're selling. So if you've got a second property, you're selling shares, you're selling works of art, anything that produces what's called a capital gain, then you should complete a tax return. Check out the show note, folks, here, and I'll give you a link to a more detailed listing here. But we've pretty much covered most of the bases. Now, income tax is worked out by totting up all the income that you get from a variety of sources. We'll dig into what those sources are in a moment. Take off any costs, any tax reliefs and allowances that you are entitled to. Take into account also any tax that you might have paid, say, for example, through wages and salaries. And what will happen is you'll either owe the tax man some money or you might get some back. And by tax man, let's be gender neutral. And we're talking about the tax office, HMRC. Let's now explore what the tax return is composed of. Now, there are two sections to the tax return. There's something called a main part or a core part. And then there are additional pages, which in tax circles are called supplementary pages. Now, the core return is where you provide your personal details, such as your name, address, national insurance number. Critically, you need what's called a unique tax reference. It's a 10-digit number. If you don't have that, if you've lost it, or even if you've not registered and you know you're in the net, you must get one sorted out ASAP. You provide also details of any savings income that you've got, pension payments that you've made, gift aid claims, dividends that you received. All of those go into your core return. Now, completing a return doesn't necessarily mean that you owe tax. 
HMRC are divided into two sections. Section 1 wants to see what's going on, and Section 2 will be the people that will collect any tax that is owed to them. Now, the additional pages or supplementary pages mostly concern the sources of where your money and income has come from. So there'll be a section for employment, self-employment, partnerships, UK property income, overseas income or gains, capital gains, or a section if you're going to be claiming to be non-UK resident or a dual resident. Now, having decided whether you're in the net or not, the next thing is the information that you need to include in the return. And we said earlier that you need your 10-digit tax code. If you haven't got one, you must get one ASAP, otherwise you will not be able to file the return. The vast majority of people these days submit their returns electronically, online. However, there are exceptions where you can file by paper if on religious or other grounds you don't want to use the internet. Now, the income ideally that you have and anything you put into your return, try and have some degree of evidence and source document backing up. So for employment income, the key documents that you will need is your P60, or maybe a P11D if your employer provides benefits in kind, such as cars, such as medical insurance, they'll be included. A P45 if you've left an employer partway during the course of the year. Now those documents are critical because they will contain not only the amount of tax and income that you've had in that year, but also give you a reference number that you need to quote. If you're self-employed, the accounts that you prepare, or maybe your agent prepares, will be the main source of information. For property income, it's going to be based on your rental accounts. Now, if you don't have supporting documentation or evidence, don't panic, because in certain circumstances, reasonable estimates can be made. What you've got to ask yourself is, can I back up the figures that go into my tax return? The next thing I want to explore is what can you claim if you are self-employed? In general, the strap line is that your tax is based on the business profits that you earn in a period of time. It's the difference essentially between what you charge your customers and what are considered to be tax allowable business expenses. Now, when we say tax allowable, there are certain things that you might spend out of your business account, which are largely personal in nature. So effectively, if you pay for a holiday, a trip, going to the cinema, personal monies that you take out for yourself, not to do with business, then you cannot claim that as a business cost. If you spend money on something that's purely business in nature, perhaps advertising, some software subscriptions and the like, that's fine. Now, it may be that you have what are called shared or mixed expenses, typically things like telephony costs. A mobile phone is used for both personal and for business purposes. HMRC by concession will allow you to claim a reasonable split between the two areas. If you're a limited company, by the way, that rule does not apply to you. It's a completely different ballgame. You may also buy items such as PC, vans, equipment to support your business. Then there's a special regime there called capital allowances and you can claim potentially 100% of the cost. If you entertain customers and suppliers, keeping them happy, all part of that commerciality of keeping people entertained and effectively that commercial rapport going, then it's important to a commercial development, but it's not a tax deductible cost. As a small little tip, by the way, if you have a meeting where you've got an agenda, typically lasting about an hour, and the food is incidental, then you can claim that by all means. There is a regime HMRC do have, which is called simplified expenses. So if you have your receipts tucked up in the glove compartment of your vehicle, you've lost them, they're all over the place, not very good at record keeping, or you can't be bothered to go and add them up, then there is a simplified regime. 
Two conditions. Number one, it only applies to the self-employed. And number two, your business must have sales or turnover below the VAT registration limit. Currently, for 2021, that figure is 85,000. Always check that figure tends to fluctuate over time. Now, HMRC give you a choice which is very decent of them, and they say you can either claim the actual expenses you've actually incurred, adjusted for personal disallowed, or you can use what's called a scale rate, what they call the simplified regime. This regime only applies to sole traders and partnerships. Unfortunately, limited companies cannot use this regime that I'm going to explain. The two key areas where it impacts on the self-employed is in respect to transportation or working at home. Now, let's talk about transportation first of all. If you have a car, or a van which you're using for business travel to go and visit customers to actually go to perhaps your accountant's office for a meeting anything that's business related as long as you keep a clock of the mileage you can keep a record there and you can claim 45 pence for each business mile that you travel for the first 10,000. anything after that and that's a lot of mileage you claim 25 pence per mile thereafter the option is by the way you actually look at the cost of running your vehicle petrol car tax insurance repairs adjust for the actual disallowed element of personal and whichever is the greater you can claim. Be careful though, once you make a decision which is better for you, the actual mileage rate which also reflects the cost of buying the car, then you mustn't change it, you can't chop and change each year. The only time you can change the method is when you sell the vehicle. If your transportation methodology is a motorbike or a motorcycle, then 24 pence per mile is the figure you can claim. And if you're a very healthy person who likes to travel by bike, which a number of my clients do, then you can claim 20 pence for each business mile. So you can claim mileage as well as staying healthy. The other key area for a simplified regime is working from home. So if you've got a space in your house, in your property, your caravan, which you're using as your office, then you can either, again, claim the cost of running that household. So council tax, water rates, utility bills, work out the space that your area occupies and claim a proportion accordingly. Alternatively, work on a skill rate and it's based on the number of hours on average you're working on or in your business. Having talked about mileage rates going from 20 pence for a bicycle up to 45 pence for a car or a van, we then have a rate that applies for working from home. This is based on the number of hours on average you work at home. So 25 to 50 gets you £10 per calendar month, going up to as much as £26 per month when you work in excess of 101 hours. Check out the show notes, folks, by the way, for a link for the more details. Now, dates-wise, for the 2021 tax year, HMRC have allowed a concession and given an extra month to taxpayers to file their return. Bear in mind, though, Interest is still charged on any tax that's paid after the due date at the end of January. So again, take that into consideration. If you manage to get your return in on time by the end of February, then you will avoid a late filing penalty. Now, if for some reason you haven't put the money aside to take care of your tax, if circumstances are such that you owe more than you were expecting, then the first thing to do is avoid being an ostrich. Get that tax return in time, and then you make a dialogue with HMRC to effectively make a time to pay arrangement. Now, you can do this by yourself without even talking to anyone at HMRC, lovely though they are, and you can do it online. The key criteria are owing £30,000 or less, don't have any existing payment plans or debts with HMRC, all your returns are up to date, and it's less than 60 days after the payment deadline. 
One last thing to bear in mind, folks, is when you do your uh, tax return here, remember to include your self-employed grant if you have claimed that from 2021 onwards. Folks, I hope you got some value out of this podcast. The key thing is don't panic, relax, do the tax, get it sorted, and then reward yourself with a nice mince pie and a glass of wine. Until next week, folks, take care. We hope you enjoyed this episode and appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. We hope you got some value. If you did, then we'd love it if you shared the episode. We look forward to you joining us next week for another I Hate Numbers episode. 